Wednesday. Welcome back to Tay Learning. My name is Danny, And I'm Olivia. We are your co-hosts. This week, we are very, very excited because we are going to be talking through our Dream Eras Tour set lists. And that was a really vague instruction that we kind of gave ourselves. So I think we approached it a little bit differently. And also thinking about the Eras Tour literally makes us both want to hurl because it's so close. Like, I'm excited, but... I'm also anxious uh, for those of you who don't know, because you know, maybe you haven't listened to like our past histories with Taylor on our podcast, but me and Danny both have never been to a Taylor Swift concert. And the first one we're going to is like sold out stadium tour. She's going multiple nights at every location. It's called the eras tour. What is that? What does that mean? Like, I just don't know what to expect at all. And I'm, I'm anxious. anxious. I'm so afraid that I'm going to hear everything that I've ever wanted to hear and then I will peak in life and I'm afraid that I won't hear the songs (laughs) that I want to hear and then I'll just be devastated and feel empty and I feel like the second one is more likely but in any event we did prepare what we would really really want to hear on the tour and I don't know if you had this experience Olivia but I had to refrain from just picking my favorites yep um I don't know if I really picked my favorites when I made my set list because I approached it in a way of this is what I could realistically imagine her doing, how she's going to make this era's tour work. So that's how I kind of approached it. And I did pick like favorites here and there, but I went with like a lot of fan favorites, a lot of public favorites what is that called general pop favorites I don't know like (laughs) gen pop faves yeah (laughs) like not necessarily fan faves but you know her big hits I guess is a better way of putting it I really hope that it's not just a bunch of her biggest hits I know that that's not an unlikely scenario but partially as a really big fan who has things that I want to hear and partially as we've heard the big hits we heard all of her biggest hits in each tour where she featured those biggest hits like I would like to think that the Eras tour is for the Swifties I know that it's not because truly the Eras tour is for people who could get tickets and for a lot of people it's Swifties and for a lot of people it's not unfortunately All of that to say, I am really excited to see how she chooses to handle this, but I am cautiously optimistic that she's not just going to do a Taylor Swift's Biggest Hits tour. I feel like we can definitely anticipate that when she's peacing out goodbye retirement, but I really hope that's not this. That was my first initial worry when she announced the Eras tour. I was like, shit, she's retiring. (laughs) But then we got pacified by remembering that she continuously says the more she releases music, the happier she is and that she can't see herself stopping. So I'm hoping that that wasn't a misdirect. I'm hoping that she means exactly what she says when she says that and that we are in for just a bunch more Taylor Swift music in perpetuity, basically. How did you make your set list that you pick like what you feel like would perform well or what you, I guess, realistically anticipate or things that you need to hear how did you do it yeah I kind of picked so first of all if I feel like I was better at this or felt like I had more time to do this I would have explicitly put together mashups because I think that it's a really likely scenario that in order to maximize her time on stage she'll mash up songs she's done it on tours where she didn't have to do that I would have loved to do that but instead what I did was I just chose starting a debut all the way through midnight's 
a blend of songs that I really need to hear because I love them and songs that I genuinely think would hype the crowd up and perform well. I didn't order them how I think they would happen in the show because it's possible that she does it by era in her performing. I think it's equally as likely that she doesn't do that, that she mixes them all together throughout the show. Like, oh, plot twist, jump scare. Like, you don't know what's <laughs> going to happen next. So I ordered it, just debut through Midnight's that blend. Gotcha. Because I have mine. I came up with some mashups and kind of an order. Because I don't have any of the fun mashups or anything, and I really don't want to change my order, <laughs> can I just go first? Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. So we'll briefly touch on each of these because there's quite a bit, and I don't want to waste any time. And I'm going to start with Should Have Said No. I love Should Have Said No. It's my favorite from debut. I think it's so hype. I think it could get the crowd super hype. And I think that it was well-loved enough by both Swifties and the general public that it would be received really well by audiences on the Eras tour. Yeah, I mean, she did it recently too. I think it was the rap tour, maybe? Yeah, I think it was She rap. did the Bad Blood mashup with it, and it it was great. After that, also from debut, I have A Place in This World, which is a deep cut, but I think it would be incredible if at the Eras Tour, the biggest concert in the world, she's singing a place in this world. Oh my God. That would be <laughs> so cute. I, I, I almost said I would cry, but I would cry throughout the entire, I will cry throughout the entire <laughs> show. I think that's probably why I'm the most anxious as I know, no matter how hard I work on making my makeup look good, I'm just going to be a sobbing mess the whole time. It, it's fine. Okay. Yes, literally same. And those are the only two I have from debut. Well, I'd love to hear more from debut because I personally really like debut. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's, I don't think it's going to be debut heavy either. So if we move into fearless, I have the other side of the door because I think that outro would go crazy even with non big Swifties. And the production she could do with it. Like if she is going to like tap into her old eras like the fearless speak now era she was like acting out skits on stage and I think the other side of the door would look really good with that I have to agree and then speaking of her being theatrical on stage I have forever and always in a dream world the Jonas Brothers are a guest on tour Oh my God, I would lose it. I would not be okay. I would be, I'd be so unokay. You know, remember when that, there was that weird period of time? I don't know if you knew about it because I don't know if you followed the Jonas Brothers as hard as I do on social media. But the Jonas Brothers were like teasing something to do with Taylor Swift and we couldn't figure it out. And it was like a pizza slice was involved. I don't, it sounds what? weird, but like, yeah, they were like tagging Taylor Swift on this like, pizza thing oh, no, and nobody figured out why it, they just never revealed that no everyone oh. thought you know maybe there's like a collab coming I mean like the Jonas Brothers are coming out with an album in May but like this was like over a year ago we thought it was gonna be like you know a feature like on Taylor Swift's album or, or something and nothing happened I don't know if that was intentional or not or what was going on <laughs> easter egg <laughs> oh, like, that's so silly. I, I literally Nick Jonas would post TikToks of like eating a piece of pizza and he'd tag Taylor oh! Swift Yes, no, I do remember that specifically. Okay, that was weird. 
Yeah, like, what was that? But in a dream world, they would come out on stage during Forever and Always because I want to hear Joe do the lower register during the, it rains in your bedroom, everything is wrong. Like, I want to hear them be octaves apart. I think that would be incredible. And I think Sophie Turner, his wife, would love it. And honestly, like, this wouldn't be the first time the Joe Bros would perform with a Joe Bro X, a song about a relationship because Miley Cyrus and Nick Jonas wrote a song together about their relationship and performed it together after they broke up. Fun fact. Wait, which song was that? Before the Storm. <sighs> well, we move on and to the Speak Now era. Again, there's more from Fearless that I'd want to hear. I really had to boil this down. Uh, I, I have this. going to limit the earlier eras, but. I think so too. Uh, I have the story of us. The story of us is, again, my favorite from Speak Now. So I talked about refraining from picking my favorites, but I think the story of us, because it is so hype and because, again, it is storytelling, she could be incredibly theatrical with it. My next one after that is Enchanted, which seems super easy, but I feel like it could mash up really well. It already has mashed up really well. It's an easy one to do so. Enchanted became huge from TikTok, even though it was once a deep cut. It's not so much a deep cut anymore. But it's just so gorgeous. I can definitely see her doing Enchanted too with it having gone viral on TikTok. And I think she's very, very self-aware that she has gained more fans recently than she did before. I can see that one. The next one you'll be super happy about. I would love to hear Haunted. I would die. I think that (laughs) it just builds so well and the strings in it. There's just so much potential for her to be the drama queen that she is. I would love to see it. I would love to see Haunted being done. It's a fan fave. I would love to see it mashed up with something, but I can't think of realistically what it would be mashed up with. Me neither. What if? This is just a new idea. This isn't on my list. So you know the outro of Midnight Rain? It's, I guess sometimes we all get some kind of haunted. haunted. Yeah. Some kind of haunted. Oh, she's yeah. never dropping those Taylor Lautner allegations. <laughs> she matches those two up together. <laughs> that would be very cool. Moving into the red era, this one's a left field pick. Starlight. And just because the lyrics, uh, we were dancing, dancing like we're made of starlight. I feel like it would have to be mashed up with something. I don't know what. Maybe enchanted somehow. I don't know. There's potential there. Or maybe she makes it like a nostalgic dance mashup. So like dancing like we're made of starlight. It feels like one of those nights. Oh, that would be, you're better like at this than a me. nostalgic fan dance. Like she, she knows she's not performing like her like most successful songs or like even her fan favorites. But it's a fun mashup for the fans to just have fun because like this girl wrote me and shake it off. She, yes. she likes to have fun. You know how at the end of the reputation tour, when all the lights are up and people are leaving, so it goes plays because it's like the song that she didn't actually perform. Starlight would be such a fun one for people to walk out to with all the lights up. Oh, Matt, what a marvelous tune. Like that would be such yeah, the a best <laughs> night. Never would forget. Yeah, how we moved. <laughs> I also, oh my God, I just realized that I missed one very important one from Speak Now as I'm saying this. Obviously, yeah. Long Live has to play. Obviously, Ugh. Long Live has to play. That's be a tradition. Yeah. Like, like it has to play at the end of the show. Or if it doesn't, then it'll be the song that plays when people are leaving. But Long Live can't not play at the Eras tour. I would be so sad. Okay. <laughs> next, I deem incredibly unlikely. 
to be played. Um, but it's like my favorite from Red, maybe State of Grace. I don't think it's going to be played. It just has such a driving beat. It needs a redemption arc. Okay. It needs a redemption arc because the Red Tour did it so fucking dirty, man. She opened on it, yes, but every single time she opened, every clip I see of her on the Red Tour opening with it, she struggles to find the note. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the, like, guitar noise that's in her ear. I don't know. It got done dirty, and I want to hear State of Grace. But realistically, a beautiful version of it would be a guitar. She's floating through the air and mashing it up with clean. (laughs) For some reason. they Thematically, they don't make any sense together, but I could see those two sonically going together next i have i have nothing new because phoebe bridgers is going to be touring with taylor and so it just makes sense i deem that really likely to be performed at least once on the tour yeah for like the phoebe bridger opener Mm -hmm. shows okay this is a controversial opinion all too well 10 minute version i would love to see live i almost feel like i have to see it live it takes up the length of three songs and so when I think about it, would I give up three other songs that I'm really interested in seeing done live in exchange? Yeah, that in, one's hard. In a dream world, I could have it all. I feel like she's going to perform it, so I don't even know why I'm toying with the idea of her not performing it. Yeah, it was her most recent like Grammy recognition. She'll at least perform a chunk of it, even if it's not the full 10 minutes. But I think she's crazy like us, too, and thinking that you can't have two seconds of it without all 10 minutes. (laughs) Imagine her popping in somewhere random, like, just grabbing the mic and going, I was never good at telling jokes. (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) So we're moving into my favorite album, which is 1989. And this was a really difficult one for me. I went out of the woods because every live performance of Out of the Woods is a banger. And in my dream world, Harry Styles would feature on it. And we just saw them at the Grammys. We just saw them interacting at the Grammys. She supported him. They are buddies. They fist bumped. He told her about how the stage wasn't going the right way. All of this to say, we know I love Harry Styles. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you are aware of my long, like 11, 12 year history with my love for Harry Styles. And I last time I saw him in concert was 2014 at the mm, Where We Are tour. Also in Arrowhead, all of this to say, I need to see them perform Out of the Woods together. Style would be acceptable, but I like Out of the Woods more than I like Style. So yeah, yeah. I still love Style. Style is pop perfection, but I need Out to of the see Woods it. is dramatic. Out of, woods is, out so- of the Woods is great for live performance style would be fun performed live but out of the woods like the way that she has like curated the live performance of it it's just everything could Uh. you imagine if they get into the bridge imagine harry styles is on stage and he grabs the mic and he goes remember when i hit the brakes too soon and starts telling the narrative that would never happen right because they can't just like admit to vehicular manslaughter like that that'd be crazy you're crazy boy but, but what if he, like, wrote his own part of the bridge where, like, it was all from his perspective and she's singing her perspective? Stop. You can't get me excited like that. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Obviously, I had to put my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time on there, New Romantics. I think part of that is because I just get, like, so excited when I hear that beat begin to drop. And in the 1989 World Tour, when she says, there's one thing you need to know about me. I was born in 19... 89. Ah, 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 ah. 
It's perfect. It's so perfect. I have to see it. I probably won't. I love new romantic so much. Okay. <laughs> clean. I put on here. I really love clean. I think it would be awesome to see live. She's done it live. And when she does, it's so emotional and so pretty. And it's selfish how badly I want to see it live. But do I think it's going to happen? No, probably not. But I love clean. Yeah. Same. Last from the 1989 era, I have Wonderland. Oh, I think did there's. She didn't perform that. On the 1989 tour, did she? She did not. Um, Part of the reason why I feel like I want to see it live, but there's so much opportunity for theatrics because it has the music box tune. Imagine if the stage had like a music box or a rotating stage and as the little dun-dun, like at the beginning is coming in, the stage is spinning to reveal her with like doll makeup and looking like she's in as part of a music box. My brain went wild with this one. No, that's fun. (laughs) I hope the stage rotates too. I hope it's elaborate as hell because people bought seats behind the stage because it's all they could get. And I'm sure it's going to be elaborate and I'm sure you're going to be able to see as much as you feel like you need to see. But yeah, they sold seats like pretty far behind the stage too. So like if the catwalk did lift and turn to like curate to those seats. Uh, They have to know something that we do not know. It just, it reminds me of Maddie Healy's uh, in the 1975 concert, his auto-tune bit that he does when he goes, sorry about your seat, guys. Shit seats to be fair. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. Okay, moving into the Reputation era. I want to say that I feel like the Reputation tour was so remarkably done that I do not think that we are going to get all of these songs because she really hammered the Reputation Stadium tour with like one song exception. And it was, so it goes, which I don't have on my list, despite it being one of my favorites on Reputation. It would be okay live. It would be okay live, which is why it's not on my list. I do have Don't Blame Me because that might as well be a church music. Take me to church. (laughs) Brings the crowd together. Can you imagine (sighs) Don't Blame Me like, then going into false god or false god then going into don't blame me or something like her mashing those that would be so good imagine hosier is a guest on this tour and he sings don't blame me with taylor swift mashed up with take me to church (laughs) okay okay. (laughs) next i have i really don't see this one happening but i would love to see ready for it live The way she opened the Reputation Stadium tour was just so iconic and immaculate, which is why I don't think that she's going to do Ready For It again. That's obviously a tour opener, and she's not going to open two tours with the same song. But God, Ready For It is so good. I think it's so underrated. I just wish we had a time machine and could go see the Reputation tour live. She had a time machine, and I also had a bunch of money that I didn't have then. So that I could actually well, buy a tickets ticket. tickets were significantly cheaper for the Reputation Tour. People got, like, front row for, like, 200 bucks. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Get Did you see? Time. I hope not to upset any Beyonce fans who are listening to this. Beyonce did use dynamic pricing, which is what it is. But I don't know if you saw the side effect of that dynamic pricing in action while people were buying tickets, like floor seats were going for 1200 to $2,000 because dynamic like pricing. 3000 front row. Yeah. And that no, that's less, less even shade at Beyonce. Cause I don't know how much control she has. I, I don't know her near as well as I know Taylor Swift's situation yeah, with her control. Taylor Swift like has really fought for control of her management. And I don't think other artists have that luxury. Yeah. So not even shade to Beyonce. If you're a queen bee fan and you're listening, it's more like, wow, I was so frustrated when I saw the ticket prices for Taylor's show. 
And then I saw another major artist drop and not refuse the pricing, the dynamic pricing model. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, never mind. I'm grateful. The Eras tour would have been so expensive had dynamic pricing actually been part of it. Yeah. Ticketmaster just like figured out a way around Taylor not allowing dynamic pricing and only showed us like the most expensive tickets and worked its way down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they figured out a way to manipulate us but congress said they were going to be quote watching ticketmaster during beyonce's ticket sales so i hope they were i hope they were the next and last song that i have from reputation is getaway car once again i feel like it tells a narrative which makes it really easy isn't the right word but it's not the wrong word either easier to come up with a concept for theatrics yeah it's a fan favorite something really important to note there is this expectation i feel like now with artists because of how interactive some major artists are with the people in the crowd. Like Harry Styles is so good at working the crowd. He is amazing at it. Taylor Swift is as well. They handle it differently. Harry is very interactive and a lot of his show is interaction. Same with like the 1975, for example, who plays a much call you out in the crowd if they see you. And Taylor Swift does not do that. I want to set those expectations out the gate she, you know, has talked before about her system in her head while she's performing. And I don't think she wants things thrown off. And if she interacts with a fan or things don't go the way she wants them to, or God forbid she interacts with somebody in the audience who does not like her, which we know she's afraid of, it would throw off the entire show for her. So please don't expect her to be like Harry Styles. She is not going to interact with you. Give her the ability to be more theatric. That is intentional. It is because that is how she works the crowd is by putting in that drama. Yeah. Moving into lover era, I gotta see Cruel Summer. I think everybody feels that way. It'll be during the summer for a few of these shows. Oh my gosh, Kate, my sister, if you haven't been a long-time listener, my sister Kate tells me last night, I hate to say this, I'm not a big Cruel Summer fan. And I've never heard that before in my life. You know what? (laughs) You know what, Kate? Kate's like, I don't like Lover. The lake sucks. And it's okay, Kate. I picked Labyrinth over King of My Heart. So <laughs> take that, that would break her. If she hasn't seen it, <laughs> would break her because she's a King of My Heart stan. I do like King of My Heart, but it doesn't hit me like that. The way Labyrinth does. I mean, both of them like are more on the mid scale for me, but like Labyrinth is just a little higher. I appreciated Labyrinth faster than I appreciated King of My Heart. Oh my God, we're going to lose listeners. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Olivia okay. has the unpopular Taylor Swift opinions, apparently. Like, we all need an Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like want to know my unpopular opinions, go check out our album ranking. Album ranking with the girls at home who were also judging you. They were like, oh my God, judgment-free zone. Yeah, we all Danny said judgment-free and zone. Sarah and Kara had very, very similar rankings. And then, and then there's me. Olivia's saying stuff, <laughs> and I'm like, Sarah, Kara, you guys agree with me that that was weird, right? Okay, good. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. False God is the next one I have. We talked about mashing that up because it's easy to. And also, I, I love False God. I feel like Ooh. if I had to listen, what? I'm sorry. I'm just coming up with ideas on the fly. What if she just did a sexy mashup and it was like, so it goes, don't blame me, false God. I'd be fine with that. What I was going to say is that I can't, I don't think I could, I don't think I could sit there for the full duration of the song with that sexy saxophone and like her just in my brain weaving back and forth. We met. 
Just get away. Like it that has to will be, be going to a show with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's supposed to be like PG to a certain extent. I can't just stand there and grind on him to false god. <laughs> like as much as I would love to do that. Oh my god! He would not let oh me. He'd god. be like, if you if you oh hold my, my hand during this show, I'm oh leaving. <laughs> Well, after the sexy slutty false god mashup vibes, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to Cornelia Street. Ooh, yes. I need it. Again, it feels more like it would be part of a mashup in my head. I don't know what. I can't see her doing the full song. I can see after one chorus. Yeah. I never want Cornelia Street again. And the beat like changes and it goes into another song. That's what I see. Yeah. Lastly from the lover era, I have daylight. That would be a dream. The live from Paris version always messes me up. That was what made me appreciate it was hearing that live version. And I want everyone to shout, it's golden! Right before she sings it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Before we hopped on hot mics, Olivia and I were talking about how we unfortunately believe that folk more stands might be a little disappointed. Because these albums, she did not design to be performed live because we were in the middle of what seemed like a never-ending pandemic yeah I feel like Taylor when she works production like she's very much an artist that sees the whole picture she when she's writing the song she pictures the music video when she's producing the song she pictures the live performance like she does everything for a purpose and I feel like Folklore Evermore was just a creative experiment for her I think when she was writing these songs she didn't even fully intend for them to be listened to by fans she was just doing something fun to pass the time in in quarantine and put it out because why not because she's Taylor Swift I don't think she had a plan for a tour or music videos or anything like that I agree with you and to that point I only picked three from each album that I would love to hear the first one from folklore is the last great American dynasty it has the most driving beat, I think, from folklore. And again, it's a narrative. I think it could be a lot of fun with a lot of drama. Yeah. Next song that I have is The One, which is one of my favorites. Actually, all of these are like some of my favorites. But if I'm being honest, even though I said I wouldn't do that, The One, I think, would be a really pretty mashup. I don't think it's likely to be performed, but I would love to hear it personally. Yeah. This last one from folklore is my favorite from folklore, and it's Invisible String. Oh. I can see her potentially performing that one because it's such a sweet song about Joe. I would like to see it mashed up with Sweet Nothing. Yeah, I can see that. Moving into Evermore, I have Ivy. Again, my favorite from Evermore, but it's a fan favorite. It is so beautiful. It tells a story. It Mm -hmm. has like distinctly different parts of the song that could be a lot of fun. Next, and this one was a sleeper hit it for me. Again, I very recently decided that I liked this song quite a bit, and it's Cowboy Like Me. I picked Cowboy Like Me because could you imagine if she mashed that up with something from debut because the title itself sounds so country? Right. That would be so cool if she mashed up something from one of her most recent albums with debut and it actually made sense. That would be really cool. And Cowboy Like Me is a fan fave too, I feel like. Like Evermore stands and love Cowboy Like Me. Then I have Gold Rush which I know is a mixed bag of opinions. Some people really love Gold Rush. Some people really don't. But I could imagine like just this beautiful golden shrouded stage. It would be really pretty if everybody's LED wristlets that they have in the audience, because I'm sure she's going to hand those out again if they all turned gold during the, the song. Ooh, yes. I don't think she'll perform it, but that'd be fun. Yes, it would. Okay, lastly, I have Midnight's. 
I want to say right here that I think that it's more likely that there'll be a lot of midnight songs than any other era for obvious reasons. We're supposed to be like kind of in the midnights era, but I will very quickly go through these ones, even though I think it'll probably be more. Antihero is obvious. It's her longest running number one. And I still love Antihero despite it suffering from Taylor Swift single syndrome. It'd be a fun live performance. Oh yeah. Sweet nothing. But I already said that I would like that mashed up with like Invisible String or something. Mm-hmm. What if Joe Alwyn guested during this show? Like what if during the tour at some point he came out and he like played the piano with her during a performance? That would be beautiful. I don't think he would, but it would be beautiful. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> Mom and dad. Or mom and stepdad to Danny. Mom and stepdad, because I'm a child of divorce. But for Taylor. It's different. Because Ooh. I think it's different needs more appreciation. Fuck you, Target. <laughs> Stealing one of the best songs on the album for yourself. I hope you suffer. I love hits different. Uh woulda coulda shoulda. Too easy. It's one of her best written songs. If that was mashed up with Dear John, it would be headlines everywhere. I don't think that's gonna happen, but it's so gorgeous. She's not spicy enough when it comes to John Mayer to be direct at John Mayer. Because I think John Mayer Ike scares her. At least yes. scared 19-year-old her, and I think she carries that trauma in her 32-year-old self. Which you can hear in the actual song. Yeah. But it's a fan favorite, and I think she recognizes that we love that song. I have your on your own kid. Oh. Feel like she has to do it because I know she knows about the friendship bracelet project. But And it depicts like her life through the arrows. Lastly, I have Midnight Rain, just because I want to hear the distorted Midnight Rain. And so that is all the songs that I want to hear. Again, I'm leaving out, like, I'd love to hear Safe and Sound. I'd love to hear, I mean, Sweeter Than Fiction is not one of my faves, but it'd be so fun to hear. I want to hear every song she's ever fucking written crazier. Oh. But I understand that that is impossible. So those are the songs that I would like to Okay, Olivia, so now you know my hopes, my wants, my dreams, my needs borderline for the (laughs) Eras Tour and we kind of talked about yours a little bit, but not quite enough. So take me through what you want. Definitely. Okay. So I had like a little bit too much fun with this. I had a really fun time imagining the actual like concert while I was making this. So I kind of approached it in a way of this is what I feel like would be likely for her to perform. This is like if I were designing the era's set list for like a mass crowd, this is what I would do. I guess I want to preface that I don't think i have any of my favorite taylor swift songs none Mm-mm. okay the lights go out she's about to come out and she starts with mimi at midnight and then it's lavender haze because what else yeah what, too easy. what else it's a tour yeah. opener and she finishes lavender haze and is like hi i'm taylor like she does <laughs> wait okay and- i'm gonna I want to pause you right there because I keep seeing people say Lavender Haze sounds like I think he knows and it's too easy of a mashup because she hasn't done Lover Live. What if she did Lavender Haze and then and then get it off my desk. He got my heart beat. That would be so good. And then it finishes. Okay. I would love that. We're on yours, but <laughs> that would be such a good mashup. No, that's fun. I would, that would, I would die. Anything for a Lover Song Live. <laughs> <laughs> so mashup or not. When she's done and she introduces herself and is like, hi, I'm Taylor. Thanks for coming to the Eras Tour. I can't believe you would spend your Saturday night here with me. Oh. Like, you know, like like she does. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine the speech will kind of go in a direction of what eras mean to me is blah, blah, blah. You know, this has been my life's work. And I, I don't think we could properly 
appreciate it without going back to the beginning. Tim McGraw plays. Oh my God. <laughs> Her first single. Yes. Yeah. I can't imagine she'd do the entire song, but like at least part of it. And then I imagine our song would also be played. Like I'm going era order. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have for debut. <sighs> I would love should have said no. Picture to burn. She did should have said no so recently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But our song is another big one that like I imagine she would do. It is a fan fave. Fearless era. Love story. You belong with me. I don't have anything else for fearless. <laughs> Even though- else for fearless? <laughs> kind of like low key. My worst nightmare would be if by eras, it's literally just her biggest hits from each era and then into midnights. But it seems like the most likely scenario and I hate it. She has four albums she's never toured before and she's You're toured right. these ones. They've had their time in the spotlight. Technically. You're right. Eras tour can mean a lot of things. But it probably literally just means she hits on her big, whatever. You know what? I don't want to make any assumptions until Glendale. Well, speak now. I don't feel like her singles hit as big as like Love Story, You Belong With Me. So I can see her leaning more into fan faves for Speak Now. So I have Enchanted and Long Live. Whether or not Long Live is like played during the era or if it's played like at the end of the show, I think it fits better at the end of the show. But Mm -hmm. and then I had this like talking point of, you know, she's teasing Speak Now, Taylor's version. What if she debuted a Speak Now TV vault song at the tour, acoustic I style? I would become feral. I would lose my mind, actually. Would that be incredible? It'd be awesome. Obviously, <laughs> the, the shock factor would be for, like, which, whichever show she decides to debut it at, if this were to happen. Obviously, I'm not talking like it's going to happen, but. <laughs> yeah. Suspicious that she's, like hinting at speaking out so hard if she's not planning on doing something soon and I don't think speaking out Taylor's version is coming super soon mm. but she's been hinting it a lot so moving on to red I agree with what you said about all too well 10 minute it takes three songs technically mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna do it <laughs> do you think it's the only song from red she's gonna do yes I knew it I knew that was coming but I, I did include that dance like mashup that we talked about starlight 22 shake it off dance mix like a little dance party confetti everywhere like everyone on stage is having a great time it's just a dance mix and that will segue into 1989 because I shake it off mm-hmm. and I have a mashup okay. out of the woods question. Oh, yeah, with the, I remember, too easy, too easy. But, like, she would wait until, like, the very end of Out of the Woods when she's like, I remember her. And then it would switch to question. Good girl, sad boy. Like, that would be such Haler confirmation. (laughs) And then Harry Styles pops out from the floor with his (laughs) Grammy Award. I have an answer. Unreal. (laughs) Okay. What else do you have from 1989? Tentatively blank space. Yeah. Just because it's a big hit. I will defend blank space into the ground, even though we talked a a few weeks ago about how like it's mid tier for Swifties. But I think a big part of that is overplayed. It is truly, Mm -hmm. it's clever and pop perfection, but I'm also 1989 stan, so whatever. Yeah. And it's the question of would she actually perform it? This song did have its moment relatively recently at the 1989 tour which is yeah. now like a long time ago but what if yeah. she did that thing again the sydney 
the echo like Let's <laughs> it's bring only it sydney <laughs> but it's just sydney because that's the only one that sounded really good utah st louis <laughs> <laughs> not st louis that's all i have for 1989 oh god like what else is she gonna do i don't know man you know what if the Eras tour was just her going back to all the songs that she didn't perform live and that's the era. So it's like, so it goes reputation wonderland. Like what if it was, that was, that would be so cool. <laughs> She's not going to do it, but that would be awesome. That is so cool. Cause the other side of the door wasn't performed ever. Exactly. That'd be so cool. I would love it. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> it's never going to happen, but I will continue to try to manifest. Mm. Anywho, for Reputation, I don't have a lot either because, like, she did great with the Reputation tour. That was her most recent tour. I don't think she's going to pull a lot of Reputation songs. But the ones that I do think she would pull is Getaway Car. Easy. Fan favorite. Super fun. And two, Delicate. And I say Delicate because during the Reputation tour, fans started this, like, chant the one two three let's Let's go go, bitch bitch. (laughs) and someone posted on tiktok like um a video of one of those performances where they did the chant and their caption was like if taylor doesn't play delicate at the eras tour i don't want it and taylor commented saying done the strength and the power that that fan must feel right now i know (laughs) then we move on to my favorite era i love her you're gonna hate me I I feel like she'd perform me I really do I just I really do that girl loves performing that song I know she's performed it a lot just true but she cannot bring Brendan Urie on stage right now he is in a hot boiling pot of water usually I mean in the past she has been performing it without him she just sings his part you're right if she does it she needs to do hey kids spelling is fun I don't care like she (laughs) needs to because when she's done it, she would be like, hey, kids. And the fans would go, spelling is fun. Okay. Okay. I I will get into it if it happens, but only because it's live and because it's Taylor and because it's hype. The song itself gets a no from me. <laughs> what I would hope is that she would make the lover set like a little mini lover fest performance. And I feel like me potentially was a song she would have opened on. Promise that you'll never find another like me. Yep. <laughs> And then I have followed up by Lover because obviously Lover. And then this is where it gets fun. I have a rotating surprise song. So this would be like an acoustic, like unplugged, whatever. And so it's just her and a guitar. And that would give her the freedom of switching the song every night. And it's a different song off of Lover every night because she never got to tour that album. That's fun. And then she would make us wait foaming at the mouth and then she'd end at cruel summer she wouldn't give it to us right away folklore i have a cardigan betty august mashup oh obviously that's (laughs) gonna happen yeah it needs to happen and then i have another rotating surprise song since she hasn't performed this album live ever and and i don't think any of the folklore songs are like powerful enough for their own production besides like an epic mashup of the love triangle so then I have Evermore. I really think she's going to do Champagne Problems because she wants everyone to scream what a shame she's fucked in the head. She does. That's <laughs> totally like a she'd sit at the piano and play it type song. Yeah. And then I can see Nobody No Crime performed live and being dramatic. Oh, yeah. And when Haim is opening, 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No body, no crime is going to be performed. Yeah. And of course I have a rotating surprise song. Like, like I said, these are the albums that never got their like spotlight. So mm-hmm. she's, she just has so many of those songs. And then I have it really, really Midnight's heavy. Whether or not she performs these songs as like full songs or just parts of them or like intertwines them. These are the ones from Midnight's that I could see performed slash there are a couple that I, I feel like I need performed. I feel like she would open up the Midnight set with Bejeweled. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. And you know, she's going to do Bejeweled because the walk, the strut. She, she needs to do that down the catwalk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I need to see Maroon live. And I have this like production picture in my head of the last verse when she kind of drops her voice an octave and all the lights kind of going out and it's just this like deep red backlight and it's just like really sultry and dramatic and I need it. Okay, I love it. I need it. I need it so bad. But I could also see Maroon just not being performed, but that would break my heart. (laughs) Even though these songs don't make any sense together what if it was a maroon red mashup oh that would be so cool it'd be very clever then like everyone that. would be like maroon's about jake jiggle hips <laughs> they already are saying that that's so true you're right <laughs> for the record i don't feel passionately about who maroon is about as of yet so we'll get there eventually we need you're on your own kid it's the eras tour like you're on your own kid like i said earlier basically like touches on all the eras of her life and how she got where she is and the friendship bracelets it's like make the friendship bracelets take the moment and taste it is something she's saying directly to her fans as advice it's like the perfect place to do it karma oh karma karma she has to she has to i didn't put karma on my list i am out of my mind no (laughs) revert back to past danny how did i forget about karma i fucking love karma and there's no (laughs) way where that she does not perform karma so fun it's too good everybody loves it even the lyrics people have beef with like the flexing like a goddamn acrobat that's fun it's funny okay yeah and i can imagine her just going all out for it yeah oh Ugh. totally it's gonna be theatrical then i have would have could have should have just because it's dramatic i can see her performing it because it's a fan fave but i can also see her not performing it at all because yeah. that's an ouchie I can absolutely see her being like, that was a journal entry. I would like to never have to sing that out loud. But if she were to do it, I would love it if it were followed up by sweet nothing. Uh, Like, it's okay now. She found someone who doesn't need anything from her. And this will be the second to last song and she'll end on Antihero because that's how they do it. That's what I got. My only... not complaint but my only thing that makes me think that anti-hero will not be what it ends on is she loves those big epic endings and anti-hero i love anti-hero but it's not epic like long live is epic this is why we can't have nice things with epic karma karma would be an amazing one to end on karma is my boyfriend karma is a god and then she's she's like slowly descending (laughs) yeah okay 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 Antihero will be near the end though. Maybe Antihero will be like before Sweet Nothing and then she'll do Karma or something. Because like I I picture like a very slow, intimate song and then the fun ender. Karma could be such a fun one with like thematically as the end because as she's sinking into the ground or assume she's sinking like through the stage, 
to this audience of tens of thousands of people and singing karma is my boyfriend karma is a god that's the only reason she's there in her brain through that song is because karma is my friend yeah and her like last line would be karma's a relaxing thought and then the lights go out oh i'm i just got (laughs) okay 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 amazing i love that yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so like yeah. I said, I didn't add like some of my favorite Taylor Swift songs on my list because it's just like, she's not going to sing Tolerate It unless it's a surprise song. <laughs> oh man, I, you're right. Like, okay, yes, you're right. But you couldn't see Haunted getting performed? Fan favorite epic build? Honestly, no. I think, I think that Haunted is only very recently getting a lot of love. As a Haunted stand since 2010, it was an underrated song for all those years. That's totally fair. I think that it's very interesting that I came into this like, here's my dream, what I would like to see. And you're like, I'm keeping my dreams in check because if I get disappointed, I'll cry. Like, If I expect anything for the Fearless Era except love story and you belong with me, I will be sad. <laughs> I guess that's what I should do to prepare for 1989. But it's okay. 1989 got its day in the sun. It won Grammys. Amazing like, tour. I want to see her do the 1989 stuff when her mental health is also doing well. And it wasn't during 1989. That is true. Well, this has been fun. (laughs) I know. This was a lot of fun. I I was really anxious for it when I was like making my set list because I'm like, how do I pick? How do I pick? I can't imagine being her. No, I cannot possibly imagine how she's doing this. This was hard. She's just like throwing darts at a massive dartboard that has all of her songs on it and picking from there. I don't know. Because she she will do at least like one rotating surprise song. What I would like is from the eras that didn't get their proper moment in the starlight. Starlight? Spotlight. Aww. <laughs> in the starlight. In the starlight. <laughs> uh, that's what I would like as well. But I guess we only have a few weeks till we find out for sure. We have five weeks until our show. It literally makes from my stomach recording. turn upside down. Yeah, I don't. I feel icky. Icky, like, icky. does anybody else who has never seen her live before and this is going to be your first concert do you feel the way that we feel because like, I'm wildly excited don't get me wrong but I also feel nauseous nauseous I don't know why I feel like I want to throw up every time I think about how close tour is this is going to be such an insane day and we get to it change it. my life I get to do it on my opening weekend it's going to be crazy oh which once again if you are going to be in Glendale for opening weekend please let us know we'd love to see you at the March 18th yeah. show yay we will have friendship bracelets to give out so definitely find us <laughs> Olivia's been putting in the work I don't know how to make friendship bracelets and at this point <laughs> at my big age I'm too afraid to ask so I was in Girl Scouts once upon a time so I was I in Girl Scouts too oh my I was, god Danny I was bad at it I couldn't roll up the sleeping bag did you bag. go to camp Yes. I have no words. For I was in Girl yeah. Scouts until I was like 16. Girl, what? I stopped at the brownie stage. Yeah, I went to camp through age 16. Oh my God, Olivia. Like, that was the biggest reason why I was still a Girl Scout when I was a teenager is because I went to Girl Scout camp. That's crazy. It was so fun. Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm going to leave you to making the friendship bracelet. <laughs> but we'll have plenty of them from my understanding. Yes. And we will see you in Glendale on the 18th if you want to tell us when your show is, where your show is, you can always shoot us an email, taylearningpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at taylearningpodcast. We have a Twitter, but it's more or less inactive. But if you search taylearning on there, you'll find us there as well. We just had to make sure we got that username before somebody else did. But it's there if you want to follow us for no reason, other than that you like us, I think. 
Uh, continue to respond to our Spotify polls. We love seeing what you guys have to say. We love to hear what you, you guys think about the episode. What are we talking about next week? Next week's going to be fun. We're going to do our first midnight song analysis. We're going to start with Antihero. So we're going to take a deep dive into one of Taylor's, what she says is her most vulnerable song that she's ever written. Super excited about that. We all know how much I love Antihero. And what did you tailor in this week? What did I tailor in? I know I caught you off guard with that one. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for the tailoring this week. I tailored that I'm an idiot and forgot to add karma to my list. That's what I think. Amazing. So I learned that Lavender Haze meshes really well with I Think He Knows. And I, I did see that TikTok at one point, but I completely forgot about it until now. I can't forget about it. Every time I hear Lavender Haze during the Get It Off My Desk, I literally just start going, it's in my heart, <laughs> I love I Think He Knows, too. And I don't think it'll get its own, like, set unfortunately so it would need to be a mashup or a surprise song and if it's a surprise song it'll be acoustic so it needs to be the mashup well with all of that said for this week my name is danny and i'm olivia thanks for listening see you at tour okay so for real how excited are you i'm excited but I also want to throw up. <laughs> How many days away are we? 36. Oh my God, don't say that to me. Don't say that to me. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm ready, but I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs>